Hey, yo, the NHL is back. My favorite team already made me fall asleep before the end of their second game. But I happily watched the five periods I was conscious enough to consume because I fucking love this game. I'll get to my feelings on the pens in another episode. I'm just, as I'm sure you are, like I'm just glad the league is up and running. Now, that being said, what exactly are we watching? What is it? from a product quality standpoint that we are giving our time and attention to in hopes of being entertained. What the fuck are ads and why are they everything you see? Questions? Answers. This is Spiffy Bender Radio. Let's talk some puck. So on the subject of this COVID-19 edition of NHL play, let me start by saying I in no way, shape, form, or fashion wish to come off as sounding, you know, ungrateful or cynical for the sake of fashion. I've watched two games, and to be honest, my viewing experience wasn't negatively impacted to the point of outright frustration or aftermath being indignation. It was hockey. It was NHL hockey. It was perhaps not elite-level hockey, but fuck, it's two games in. It's a freak season. It lacked an actual camp, lacked preseason games. So, what you're seeing now, it's essentially a tune-up. These first couple of weeks are going to be a feeling-out process for teams as lines gel, squads smooth out the rough edges of respective systems. Unless you're the Oilers with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, they're just going to continue to shit upon all who oppose them until the heat death of everything. It'll be fun to watch. What I want to highlight moving forward at least for this segment, is not the quality of play, but the quality of presentation that we're being given. To me, it's it's a bit fucking strange. And here's why. First and foremost, personally, what I found to be the most aggravating aspect of present presentation was the piped-in crowd, no- crowd noise. I fucking hate it. It's so glaringly artificial that it just doesn't mesh with the gameplay in the least. I mean, I'm not saying it's so over the top that, you know, for example, the home crowd cheered something it would have obviously booed. It's not that egregious, but it's still not genuine. It's not organic. It doesn't have the same roar feel even through the speakers of my TV. There's just something about, I don't know, the frequency or the decibel range that's just fucking off a note. And honestly, I could do without it. I'd even go a step further because I fucking dare to dream. And who are you to kill my dreams? Probably not a unicorn or a hobbit. Moving on. Picture this. Multi-streams. Now look, this is just an idea. And it's, as most of my ideas are, pie in the sky. But I would like to see something like this, which... I believe I've mentioned it before, but here goes. Since there isn't any actual crowd noise to interfere with the sounds of the game, let's take a step beyond. Array hot mics all around the boards. Put them on the refs. Put them on the penalty box officials. The fucking nets. In the fucking puck. Everywhere. I want the full experience. I want to hear every syllable of shit talking. I want to hear how they communicate within the flow of gameplay. I want to hear what it sounds like when NHL players bite into the ice and shave that shit. 
I want the whole sensory experience. And I get it. The big giant glaring issue is that hockey players, for the most part, have toilet mouths. And I get that you can potentially alienate your more family-centric audience if you just let everything fall as it may. As a business that relies on media consumption, you can't murder outright a demographic. However, perhaps you can provide options. So go with two game streams. One unrated and one edited for content. Start the unrated one first so that a second stream can run on delay so that it can be cleaned up on the fly. I think it would, you know, at the very least, be a worthwhile experiment. It wouldn't impact sports betting because you just close betting at normal start time. Now, if your friend is dumb enough to in-game text bet with you and is wondering why you keep taking him to the cleaners, he doesn't deserve to keep his fucking money, yeah. Hell. Why even run a delay stream? I don't know what the fuck I'm thinking. Just run the stream as it is the standard right now with the piped-in crowd noise that is whole audience friendly and offer the uncut, unedited version simultaneously. Personally, I think it would be rad. I would like to hear how players communicate with one another, how they get others' attention how it's going back and forth, how the defense, how the goalie yells out to the defense. It's a part that you, you know, when you play, you get that whole experience. And as somebody who appreciates the entire day experience, I would like to see it in an unedited, uncensored version. Super fun. Secondly, the stands look fucking pitiful. I'm not saying I need to see a bunch of slobs and sycophants surrounding and watching a bunch of elite slobs and sycophants while they do their jobs. I'm just saying that perhaps that audiovisual background noise does contribute to the overall aesthetic in a positive fashion. I'd like to take this moment off topic to thank my brother-in-law for the Christmas gift that was a bottle of Tangerine Number 10. Enjoying it. Fucking delicious. Okay, so back to the aesthetic. Um, I often go in this direction when I'm talking about sports and entertainment because I'm going to the purveyors of sports and entertainment. WWE has found a way to include fans in their visual presentation by using walls of LED screens. Now, each panel of these LED screens serves as a body and seat. So it shows a fan as they're watching the product from their home. So you get reactions in real time, which would be more difficult for the far-off shots, but it'd be cool for scrums in the corner or play along the boards. You might get a little bit of this and that. And it's strange at first glance when you see it in the WWE, but after a while, like, I found it to be kind of neat just to be able to see that. Uh, the color splash. It doesn't take away from the action, so that wouldn't be impactful for the NHL. It gives you a more fleshed out, fully realized aesthetic as opposed to this just barren area and then game. You know, I mean, the stands don't catch your attention, but you can't help but notice them at the same time. So, however, I'm not sure how cost effective it would be to have these rigs in each arena, but. You wouldn't really need a massive array since the hard game for hockey is a fixed point. 
So you would just be looking at the lower bowl on one side and put some screens behind the net on either side. Just, just fuck, just, just try something. Just tinker with the dynamic overall. Hell, if you have these LED screens up in a stand, sell subliminal messaging ad space where product logos can be intermittently interspersed on the random screens. Blank a fan out for a Ford logo. Get in the people's minds. Get more of those corporate ducats to sho- shove into this economic bullet hole like so much gauze. Help stop that financial bleeding. I just think that all in all, there's a massive opportunity to create, at the risk of sounding pretentious, a paradigm shift. An exploratory journey into the nature of the presentation of your product at NHL. I mean, come on, fuck with us. Give us something awesome, aside from actual hockey, which is actually awesome. And speaking of hockey, does anyone need a Keith Yandel? Would you like a Keith Yandel? The Florida Panthers have a Keith Yandel they are not using. Call the Florida Panthers and you could wind up with your very own Keith Yandel. So, from what I understand, his defense is most sus. He gets paid a metric fuck ton of money. His cap hit for the next three years is 6.35 mil. His actual dollars owed per is a bit lower, but not by much. Still, Keith Yandel doesn't get paid to be a defensive stalwart. He gets paid to put up points, which last I checked, he still does, and rather well. So, if your squad could use some blue line offense as a D partner that can mop up whenever Yandel pisses all over himself in his own end, and doesn't mind paying a premium for the privilege, this dude is your dude. Happy shopping. Moving on. Jared McCann did some dumb shit, and he was fined $10,000 for doing so, which is the maximum fine allowed under the collective bargaining agreement. McCann feebly elbowed Phillies Travis Sanheim during the Penn's 5-2 loss to the no longer violence poured on skates flyers. I'd say that's fair justice, considering he didn't get five in a game when it happened. Now, I'm not sure what the fuck McCann was thinking. Perhaps it was pure frustration due to the fact that his squad is pure dog shit. The elbow itself was honestly both, or at least it appeared to be both blatant and ineffectual. Now, look, I get it. Might be thinking something here. But I'm not advocating a get-your-money's-worth mentality when it comes to dirty plays. I'm simply wondering, why even bother? It proved nothing, accomplished even less, and it cost you $10,000. I mean, yeah, I guess that's a drop in the bucket for young Jared, but still. Hopefully nothing comes out later that Sanheim was actually injured or concussed, but I fail to see how that butterfly kiss could have hurt anyone. Still, it kind of sums up the pen since right before last season's play ends. Moronic and ineffective. So, what about cross-checks to the back? In a TSN video report from Mark Masters, Austin Matthews and John Tavares commented on the nature of defenders cross-checking in front of the net. Now, I get that everyone not from Toronto likes to throw shade at the Maple Leafs. No one likes number one. Unless, they're number one. And make no mistake, Toronto gets the most eyes on the product. They win. Their two stars are also correct in saying that there's a line that needs to be defined. 
Now, as someone who has a played defense in adult league, hold on. Yes. I hear you. And I'm here to tell you. Defense is actually played in adult league. I swear. I swear. Okay, so back to the cross-checking in front of the net. The game within the game, so to speak, is time-honored, has been tried, and is true. However, it gets to the point when improperly adjudicated by officials, it gets out of fucking hand. Is it difficult to move a large athlete without intense physicality? Yes. Is it difficult to do so while on skates and trying to find momentum and keep a base of power? Fuck yes. That doesn't mean one should be able to sever someone else's spine above the tailbone or below the base of the skull. From behind. There are plenty of ways to be physical without being an unhinged douchebag. And it's time that the league saw this and ensured that the Neanderthals and sociopaths of this game get their shit together. Just call the fucking penalty for fuck's sake. You don't like stoppages? So what? Just deal with it. You don't want to let a killer power play get too much ice? The other team put them on the fucking power play. Let it be what it has always been. A fucking punishment. Save and extend careers and hold people to higher standards. Headhunting and intentionally attempting to injure others should be a non-starter. Period. Just clean it up. Now, do I love physicality? Fuck yes, I do. Play hard, go hard, and kill everything. But do it the right way. If someone blows up your boy with a clean hit, don't go jump the guy. Blow him up clean the first chance you get. Just grow up and evolve. That's all it takes. So that's pretty much all I got to say about the handful of stories I plucked from the ether. I am going to continue drawing this gin and tonic and I'm going to go catch what is now going to be the vast majority of the Edmonton or Montreal Canadiens game because I need to see the Connor McDavid, the Andre Seidel show. As a longtime fan of the Pittsburgh Penguins, somebody who's seen Lemieux kill it, somebody who saw Yager become the best player in the game for a period of time, and more appropriate as a comparison to the Edmonton Oilers of today, I watched the entirety of the Crosby Malkin era, and McDavid and Dreisaitl kind of remind me of that. So we go check it out. I love awesome hockey. They play awesome hockey. So until the next time I talk at you, take care of yourself. Take care of one another. Shake hands after the game. Peace.